Here we go. You're listening to Law and Gospel on this December the 6th in the year of our 2023. And we're going to be taking a look at Proverbs chapter 29. And a kind of title of that is Wicked People Endanger a Kingdom. Now, these are the words of God that are found in the book of Proverbs and gives us some real insight as to how recognized God is about wicked people endangering a kingdom. Verse 1, and we're reading from the ESV, he who is often reproved yet stiffens his neck will suddenly be broken beyond healing. Now, what does that mean? Well, this is talking about, for example, parents with children. And it can say a child who has often been disciplined yet remains stubborn all at once will be broken and there will be no remedy. That's talking about the child falling from faith. It's specifically a rejection of God's word and guidance. And when anyone, child or adult, rejects God's word, there will be no healing or remedy for those who die in unbelief because they will not participate in eternal life. That's what this verse is talking about, a warning from God. Verse 2, when it says, when the righteous increase, the people rejoice. But when the wicked rule, the people groan. Now, you can take a look at a country that is being led by a ruler who is righteous, who believes the Bible, who's inspired by the Holy Spirit. Remember Solomon? Two women said that the child that had died was not theirs, and the living child was the one that was really their child. And Solomon, in his wisdom, figured a way out to decide who was the real mother, and the child was given to the real mother. That's a great example when the righteous increase and a ruler is using God's will, the people rejoice. But when a wicked person rules, the people groan. Now, this is talking about Christians groaning. And there is a lot of groaning going on in the United States today. As you see, government leaders who support horrible, 
murderous actions like abortion. And they even now allow doctors to help a person commit suicide, which is also murder. And of course, you have the whole sexual revolution. You can hardly see a movie these days where a couple doesn't get together and begin sleeping with one another before they're married. And many of them, they don't really love one another. It's just for entertainment. But this is contrary to the word of God. And therefore, when a wicked person rules, the people of God groan because his or her leadership is horrible. Uh, you're seeing quite a bit on the internet right now that when Hamas attacked Israel, there was a vote in Congress against what happened October the 7th. And there were nine people in Congress, and especially one woman who thought it was okay what Hamas did. And they did not reject what they had done. And you can go to the internet and find out the horrible things they did to children and to women. And we're hearing stories of how some who have been released were very, very, very hungry. They were not being fed properly or being taken care of. So when wicked people rule, people groan. That's important when an election comes up. Is the person following the will of God or is the person you're going to be electing following his own will and the will of the world? Verse three, he who loves wisdom makes his father glad but a companion of prostitutes squanders his wealth. Boy, that's talking about the distinction between a father and a son. And a son who loves wisdom brings joy to his father. What does that mean? We're talking about the book of Proverbs now. The word wisdom always is related to the wisdom of Jesus Christ, given to us by the gift of the Holy Spirit. Remember the words of John the Baptist, repent, repent of your horrible sins, grieve over them, recognizing that they are a slap in the face to Jesus on the cross. And as you are repentant of that, you may hear the good news that that sin is forgiven. But a companion of prostitutes, boy, 
he squanders his wealth. So if your son is dealing with prostitutes, that really makes the parents sad because he is no longer following the wisdom of God. He's following his own desires and his own hopes for happiness, which, of course, the rest of Proverbs shows will also lead to death and perhaps even eternal death. Verse 4, by justice, a king builds up the land, but he who exacts gifts tears it down. This is talking about a king. A king brings stability to a land as he moves according to the justice of God. The more just he is, according to the gift of the Holy Spirit, the more stable becomes the land. But a person who accepts bribes tears it down. He accepts bribes because he wants to look good in the eyes of the people. And therefore, by doing that, and that happens often in political circles where some politicians will give bribes to the ruler to vote the way they want him to vote. And if he accepts the bribes, and that's the reason why he allows the law to be changed, he's really making the country unstable. We, we saw that in the Old Testament, where the kingdom of Israel was taken into Assyrian captivity, and the kingdom of Judah, many years later, was taken into Babylonian captivity. And even when Jesus left the earth and ascended into heaven, the Jewish nation was taken into even greater Roman captivity with the temple being destroyed in 70 AD. And it yet has to be rebuilt. And it won't be rebuilt because God will no longer make that his home. His home instead is in the hearts of believers who have been justified by Jesus and have the Holy Spirit to lead them in proper life. Verse 5, a man who flatters his neighbor spreads a net for his feet. Now, what does that mean? Well, if you flatter your neighbor in order to get things from your neighbor, you are really spreading a net, not only for your neighbor, 
but for yourself. You are falling into the devil's hands. The devil loves you to go against the will of God and flatter your neighbor, even if there's nothing to flatter him about, but you want to stay on his good side. And so you think by flattering him, by, well, giving him wonderful items and bribing him that you will have a better land. No, God says that is the way in which you're making a net for your neighbor to fall into. And that net is something that God provides for us against unruly neighbors. So when the government administers justice, according to God's word, a country is stable and the church is not hindered from carrying out its mission. However, corruption on the part of government officials makes a shame of all economic investment and all morality. Unfaithful leadership diverts a church from carrying out the Great Commission. And we'll see, we're seeing that today. Now, when you listen to KFUO, you are listening to a church, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, that is following God's word. I challenge you to find another radio station that has religious program on it that is not Lutheran. And you will find all kinds of false teachings where you're not being blessed because you're not doing enough good works. Things like that are said. Or the idea that what the Bible says about morality is old-fashioned and we need to update it and move towards a greater freedom in the area of morality where people can do things that are contrary to God's word. Going on to verse six. An evil man is ensnared in his transgression, but a righteous man sings and rejoices. This is a promise from God that if you are evil, and the word evil in Proverbs refers to an unbeliever, a man who is trapped in his sin and therefore always is going to get negative consequences. The negative consequences he might imagine are sometimes good things that happen, but they're good because the devil allows the good to happen to make the person think that his lifestyle is okay and he gets entrapped in himself. 
and he also entraps others who follow his guidance of sin. But a righteous person, even in the midst of grief, can sing and rejoice. You can see that happening at a proper Lutheran funeral where people do grieve, but they do not grieve as those who have no hope. And that hope is what makes them sing and rejoice. Verse 7 of Proverbs 29. A righteous man knows the rights of the poor. A wicked man does not understand such knowledge. You see that with the Pharisees, the unbelieving ones. They thought the poor were poor because they were being punished by God. They thought those who became rich were being blessed by God. And so they would mock the morality of the poor, even though it was according to God's word, and bring heated disputes against those who could not defend themselves. This is happening in the world today, where Christians are being persecuted because they are Christians. Persecuted, some to the point of death. Verse 8. Scoffers set a city aflame, but the wise turn away wrath. Now, take a look at San Francisco as an example of scoffers stirring up a city. They go into Walgreens and they simply steal because the police will not really arrest and put them in jail if they steal less than $100 of items. And so many Walgreens are closing in California because the city is aflame with wicked people who are robbers. And God already says that in verse 9, that such scoffers, and that scoffers against the word of God, stir up a city. But wise people turn away anger. In other words, that means they tell those who are scoffers of the good news of Jesus Christ, so their scoffing may be halted and they become believers. That's always the work of the Holy Spirit. Verse 9. It is if a wise man has an argument with a fool, the fool only rages and laughs and there is no quiet. Pastors can tell you about that. 
that a lot of times there are those who will deny what a pastor is saying. And a pastor will try and help them to understand that what they are thinking is untrue. But a fool doesn't believe it. Instead, he rants, he laughs, and there is no peace between him and God the Father. That's how God looks at fools. Verse 10, bloodthirsty men have one who is blameless and seek the life of the upright. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means that bloodthirsty men hate a person of integrity, but upright people seek to save the life of bloodthirsty men. This is really important. It helps us to understand the ministry of John the Baptizer. Integrity involves not only doing what is right, but also opposing what is wrong, even in the face of an imminent threat to one's own life. And we can see that that happens with Paul, how the Israelite spies were also saved by justified Rahab, who went against her own city in protecting the spies from Israel. Then we move to verse 11. A fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. This is talking about the temper of certain individuals. They can't hold back their temper and they get angry at the silliest of things. I, I like watching cops on the internet. And there was one where there was a big fight between two brothers because one wanted lettuce on his hamburger and the other wasn't giving him the lettuce. And they began fighting and the police had to break them up. Good example, how fools vent their emotions. But the wise person, which in this case was the police, calmly restrains them. Verse 12, if a ruler listens to falsehood, all his officials will be wicked. Boy, is that not ever happening in the United States where certain people who have been elected are listening to the falsehood. I remember one president of the United States was told by a pastor that a fetus in the womb was not considered a human being until it was born. 
and just saw a movie where they were saying a fetus goes through an evolutionary process where they are like a fish, then a reptile, then a serpent, then another animal until they become a human being. And if an abortion occurs within that space, it's not killing a human being. If a ruler listens and obeys such lies, all his officials will become wicked. Verse 13. The poor man and the oppressor meet together. The Lord gives light to the eyes of both. This is really an important verse because it teaches that the Lord attempts to give the light of Jesus Christ to both the poor person and the oppressor. But of course, the oppressor rejects the light of Jesus Christ. Verse 14, if a king faithfully judges the poor, his throne will be established forever. That means he will be going to heaven forever because he's judging those who are poor with truth. Which leads to verse 15. A rod used for discipline gives wisdom, but a neglected child disgraces his mother. This proverb proves that discipline and punishment are necessary to teach wisdom because of the totally depraved sinful nature that every person has from the moment of conception until natural death. We need to hear the message of John the baptizer. Repent of your sins in order to hear the great gospel of Jesus Christ. Wonderful passage, Proverbs 29, and we'll continue with Proverbs next Wednesday. God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check out to Law & Gospel and mail to Law & Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132, or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.